0: getting a little old for that kind of adventure, would not be entering the race, but his twenty five year old son Saul would be running a team. There was no call for feats of cold weather endurance on that first night, though. Frank had parked his truck conveniently close to the airport's door, and we ventured just a few steps through the cold night air. In any case, the evening was warm by the Yukon standards, a mere minus thirteen, according to the pilot on the plane. I'd been concerned about what I should wear on the journey. Would I need my long woolen underwear to walk from the airport door to the car? But might I then overheat on the plane? In the end, I'd put on ordinary jeans and trainers. The car was near, and I was fine. We drove out of town and onto the Alaska Highway towards Muktuk. "'Saul's baby was born on Wednesday,' Frank announced as we sped through the darkness. "'She's called Myla. She's beautiful.' Conversation moved on to the construction of the road. The Alaska Highway was originally built during the Second World War, Frank explained. Alaska was considered by the U.S. military to be vulnerable to Japanese invasion. The Japanese wanted to control the shipping lanes in the Northern Pacific, and the attack on Pearl Harbor had crippled the Navy's Pacific Fleet. In response to this threat, the Americans set up a defensive line of airfields along the Alaskan coast, and this road, running two thousand five hundred kilometers from British Columbia to Fairbanks, Alaska, was built to supply them. The Japanese wanted to bomb the highway as it was a major supply route, so they built it like this. Frank took one hand from the steering wheel and snaked it into violent meanderings. That way they couldn't take out the whole sections of the road at once. And then the war ended, and they spent the next sixty years and goodness knows how many millions of dollars straightening it out. "'About twenty minutes later, we turned off the main road "'and wound down a steep, snowy back road "'that had known little attention beyond the ministry of Frank's snowplough. "'This is all First Nations land,' Frank gestured towards the woods that surrounded us. "'Frank and Anne's hundred-acre ranch lay just below where we were now, "'on the banks of the Takini River. "'They had bought the plot just six years previously. "'We were very lucky to get this place so close to town.' "'Frank remarked as we rounded one last bend in the road. "'And then, seeing a light in an upstairs window "'of the large log house that stood on the far side of the clearing, "'Oh, dear, Anne's still up.' "'He paused before adding, "'She never sleeps.' "'In front of the house, a wide, flat yard was dotted "'with neat rows of small wooden boxes. "'These were the dogs' houses. "'It was now past midnight, and most of them were asleep in their straw.' One sole incumbent stood to attention outside his hut, a dark silhouette in the night. Then, as the headlights picked up his form, we could see him more clearly—a large, dark-coated, tufty-haired husky. He gave three sharp barks in recognition. "'That's Tank,' said Frank. "'All our dogs are friendly.' We unloaded my bags and carried them up the steps to the main door. A narrow annex gave on to the main room, where Anne greeted us. She was a short, pale-skinned woman in her mid-fifties, wearing a baggy sweatshirt and wide-rimmed glasses. Her long, straight, greying hair was tied back into a ponytail. A smallish black-and-white dog with vivid blue eyes and a slightly waddling gait trotted up alongside her. "'This is Angel,' said Frank. "'She's deaf.' Angel was now an elderly lady, but her ears had been useless since birth." Frank had given her years ago to Anne as a present. Talk about bringing coals to Newcastle! Anne roared with laughter as she told the story. Frank's only ever given me two presents. One was the bone from a whale penis and the other was a deaf dog. I later discovered this wasn't entirely true. There was also a rather beautiful painting by a First Nations artist depicting a spirit grandmother watching over the subsequent generations of her family that hung on the living room wall. Frank's tale about the acquisition of Angel was slightly different. He had gone to a breeder and paid a lot of money for two sled dogs. Worried about how he was going to explain this expenditure to his wife, he found his thoughts settling upon a small deaf puppy with pretty blue eyes that the breeder was giving away. Maybe that'll calm her down, he thought. It later transpired that in her younger days angel had been a useful lead dog when harnessed next to a reliable partner the lead dogs are the front pair and the rest of the team usually harnessed two by two follows their example if her partner follows-